0: Prospecting and like whether it's like LinkedIn or email is an effective approach, but you're just limited in volume in those cases. And like ads are great when you want to go scale to a bigger audience and drive a lot more traffic. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is
1: Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host Matt Rouse today. My guest is Anthony Blattner. Anthony, how are you? Hey,
0: doing good, Matt. Glad to be here.
1: Good. I'm excited today to talk about LinkedIn ads. Anthony leads Speedworks Social, which is a top LinkedIn ad agency, and you are a LinkedIn ad expert. You've been doing this for a few years now, and we're going to talk about some tips and tricks that you've done to drive over 265,000 B2B sales opportunities. That is a lot of lead generation. First off, why don't you tell us a little bit about Speedwork Social?
0: Sure. So we're a LinkedIn ads focused agency. That's all we do. And we help clients, B2B clients, largely in, we do a lot of tech software and professional services, help them from start to finish, create their campaign, get it launched, and then manage that campaign to drive them, you know, B2B, B2B leads. So we do start to finish LinkedIn ads campaign management.
1: Perfect. So I know there's a lot of companies that have salespeople and maybe they're using like LinkedIn sales navigator or something like that, just kind of direct messaging people, or they've got some kind of chat messaging system or something that's just out there annoying people. What do you think? is the uh, kind of first step if a company wants to kind of put their foot in the water with some LinkedIn ads.
0: So first step, if you want to get started with LinkedIn ads is getting on the platform and seeing how big your audience is there, looking up relevant job titles, company industries and sizes, and seeing what your addressable market looks like. That's usually the first step that we will walk somebody through is how many people are out there? What are the different job titles we want to target? And then, you know, if you're just looking to dip your toe in the water, we recommend start with some simple content offer using LinkedIn lead forms, make it very easy for people to sign up. And then you'll start to see what is the quality of traffic that you're generating, what are the job titles and company names coming through. And then from there, you can expand your funnel into maybe a bigger consultation funnel or additional audiences and stuff like that.
1: So a LinkedIn lead form, that would be something like, I don't know, I'll just make up a random example. So let's say you're a uh, widget manufacturer and your product is used by companies who make, I don't know, dump trucks. And so you find companies like that and you send them, find out how our widgets can make your tires last 30% longer or whatever, right? And then they would fill out the form and then that would start that lead process off. It might drive that down pretty close.
0: Exactly. LinkedIn's great for the, the targeting that it has there. LinkedIn is an expensive platform compared to the other ones out there like Facebook. So you want to use LinkedIn when you need to target a niche decision maker. So when you want to target those upper level people, you know, CEOs, CFOs, other types of managers and executives, use LinkedIn when you need that targeting and capture the lead. And then once you have the lead, then you can go on to nurture them and follow up with them over other channels, such as like email, you know, email follow-ups are very common have your salespeople call out to them LinkedIn like I said is, a, is an expensive channel so once you've captioned the lead once they're or once they're on your site then you can go retarget them via cheaper means but anytime you need to target or you want to target a niche decision maker you know maybe your your offer is expensive and you only want to target bigger companies because they're the ones who are going to have the budget to afford your products and services that's when you want to use LinkedIn
1: Right. So, you know, if you're some kind of managed service provider or, you know, large corporate buying type stuff, I did notice that LinkedIn ads, obviously, as you said, they're they're a bit more expensive than something like you would get on Facebook or something like that. But there's a couple of things going on there that, that I find interesting. The first one is that when you scroll through Facebook or Instagram or something nowadays, it's like every fifth post or something is an ad at this point, right? Like they've They've really pushed the envelope until there's no ad inventory left. Maybe a little too far, honestly, but who's who's for me to say what Facebook's algorithm should do? But LinkedIn, you don't seem to get as many ads. Right. So there's there's less ad inventory, which I think makes people like to use that platform more, honestly. So when there's less of something, it's more expensive. Obviously, from a supply and demand standpoint, but also, you know, it does seem to still be a pretty solid way to get to people that you have pretty much no other means to reach from, you know, like a push advertising standpoint, right? Like, what are your options to find someone who is a, a purchasing agent? Are they on Facebook or, or or LinkedIn? Maybe, maybe not. They probably are going to be on LinkedIn, Probably not very many other platforms. I mean, you're not going to find a whole lot of them on the TikTok or something, right? So, I mean, your options are pretty limited, but also the the platform that you're reaching them from matters, I think, right?
0: Yeah. I'd say LinkedIn has a lot more trust in in a platform compared to, you know, Facebook and Instagram have gotten somewhat spammy, you know, depending on who you follow and pages you follow and stuff like that. There are a lot of ads on Facebook that um, I think a lot of people have noticed, like a lot of times are clicking on things and not thinking it's an ad and then getting caught into something. And, you know, I think those platforms have lost some trust. So LinkedIn, I'd say has a lot more trust as a platform. And then, Something that's coming up is the whole iOS 14 thing where tracking is going to be blocked off of Facebook. So a lot of that tracking that was used to build up profiles to target people based on interests – is going to be lost when that tracking's gone. You know, when I look through like our client list or people that we work with, they're always targeting some kind of niche decision maker that on any other platform would be like finding a needle in the haystack. So, you know, I want finance directors at HR companies of this size. Like if I run a Facebook ad, that is almost impossible to make sure I find those people because you're, you know, you're finding a needle in the haystack. But on LinkedIn, I can do that because I have those targeting options. If we think a little bit more broadly in the sense of, you know, sometimes I want people who are interested in entrepreneurship. Facebook can be- build Good targeting around finding people like that, but it's going to get a lot more difficult, and the more specific that these different topics are, as tracking goes away. Whereas on on LinkedIn, you know, people are self-selecting their job title, their company, their company size, they're joining specific groups, and they're listing specific skills that indicate what they do in their day-to-day job and what you know, what skills they do have. So a lot of that, you know, a lot, a lot of the LinkedIn ads platform is not going to get impacted by iOS 14. Sure. Like all digital ads platforms are going to be impacted a little bit, but you know, when you think about running Facebook ads to some of these niche audiences on Facebook, you're usually relying on the algorithm to go out there and figure out who are the best people based on how they interact off of Facebook. So once that's gone, a lot of the interest targeting is going to be very limited and you know Facebook's still going to be a good platform. There's still lots of consumers on there. So if you're selling to consumers, Facebook Facebook and Instagram are great platforms because they have a lot of that consumer data, but you know on Facebook people list their company and their job title a lot less often on Facebook. And they don't update it nearly as often. You know, if I think of like most of the older people that I know, that are on Facebook. They use it for their family and friends. They don't list their work history on there, so you have know, very little, you know, professional targeting available. But on LinkedIn, you know, that's the place where people are putting in that information and they're keeping it up to date. We always say like LinkedIn's the first place that most people update when they get a promotion or when they join a new company. So that's all first party data that we will you know, we'll always have on LinkedIn because it's, it's self-selected. So thinking about the future coming up, you know, I, I think B2B is going to get a lot more difficult on platforms like Facebook and Instagram, and even like Google Display Network too. There'll be a lot, lot limited there. But on LinkedIn, we'll have that first-party data. So I think B2B is going to be even more important for LinkedIn. Or like, you know, LinkedIn is going to be even more important in B2B coming up in the future.
1: Yeah, I think it's right. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of kind of tricks to kind of narrowing the haystack a bit on the other platforms. But you're still, like you said, you know, it's it's still a pretty shotgun approach, right? Whereas, you know, LinkedIn is kind of more of your laser targeting getting just whispering to the people you want instead of screaming to a giant crowd of people and trying to hope one of them can hear you. Do you have, Now, have you seen problems? And I know this has kind of been getting better in recent uh, months, but especially since COVID, which is, is kind of an interesting thing, is people updating their LinkedIn because I know a lot of people had the last time they updated their LinkedIn was the last time they looked for a job. Right. Which could have been five, six, seven, eight, eight years. I mean, LinkedIn has been around forever. Right. From a social media standpoint. I mean, it was like my space (laughs) and. like did, right? So we have
0: noticed that a lot of our old targeting would be pulling in people that are now out of work and looking for a job. So that that's happening across the world and all the different platforms and industries. So like there are people who will get through your campaign and targeting who, you know, they, they might still have their last job listed there, but they're not actively in that role anymore. LinkedIn does also have additional options for like for for targeting people who are looking for jobs. And LinkedIn will do this by, you know, who's gone to LinkedIn's job section and who is scrolling through jobs. As an indicator, so we've started excluding that for most of our campaigns because right now a lot of people have been entering the job hunting process. So for people that are searching for jobs, whether it is on LinkedIn or any other their associated platforms, we can now exclude those people from our campaigns so that we can get you know help help filter out people who are you know not currently in those roles that they're still listed.
1: You know, there's an interesting thing that happens a lot of times with companies' mailing lists. They tend, you know, the B2B mailing lists tend to kind of go stale or, or the addresses tend to kind of fall off pretty quickly because people change jobs more often than they used to. When they're signing up for a B2B email, they're using their work email, right? But LinkedIn gives you a way that you can target those people again who were your customers somewhere else. Right, and they get an ad from you, and they go, "Oh, and you know, LinkedIn knows what their work email was last time and what it is now, right? So it can pretty easily match those audiences. And it's a great way to reconnect. They even match
0: email extensions, so they'll know, like, if you're if you've ever used an email that is, you know, at the Company dot com, they're going to know you work for Boston Pizza Company at some point. So they'll match that into your work history, whether you still have it or don't have it anymore. They, you know, they know you've been at that company.
1: There's some, we'll say interesting strategies going on in the LinkedIn from the LinkedIn chat perspective. I know, man, I I get a lot of the somebody, you know, asked to connect and you hit the connect button and immediately there's a message there that there's no way they could have typed it in that amount of time. So, you know, it's a bot, right? I don't know. What do you think about, you know, LinkedIn bots and stuff? I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I have seen a couple that are actually useful, but for the most part, they're just kind of spammy.
0: Yeah, so I've, I, you know, being so in the LinkedIn ads world, I've talked to a lot of people who who have tried campaigns in that, in the messaging realm, or like that, specialize in doing those types of campaigns. And my thoughts are, you know, it's actually a quite an effective approach. Like, if you can just directly reach out to that target decision maker and start a conversation with them, it's an effective approach for the right match, you know, if you have the right, if you are targeting very specifically the right person, and if you have a good script, there's a lot of bots out there that do it poorly. And you know that's what mo- that's what most people are thinking about is like, you know, when you go down your LinkedIn connection request list, you're like, these are all bots, you know, or like nine out of 10 of them are probably bots. So it has gotten quite spammy from that side of things. But, you know, for the ones that do it right, it is effective. Those campaigns, from what I've heard, as, as I talk to people, you know, you're kind of just limited by the number of connection requests you can send on a monthly basis. There's there a cap there that LinkedIn has. So you can't just go out and send... thousand a day, you know, you're limited to however many they limit you to. So there's a limit in the volume you get there. And, you know, I said a thousand, but I think it's more like from what I hear, like a hundred that you can send a day or something like that. Whereas like an ad campaign, you can reach thousands of people with thousands of impressions in one day easily. And then those people can collect to opt in, to click, to sign up. Um, So you can reach a lot more of your market with ads. So prospecting and like, whether it's like LinkedIn or email is an effective approach, but you're just limited in volume in those cases. And like ads are great when you want to go scale to a bigger audience and drive a lot more traffic. The second thing I'll say is I've heard, you know, I'm part of like a lot of Facebook groups where there's lots of other people doing that LinkedIn messaging campaigns. I've heard LinkedIn started cracking down on those a lot more. So now it's no longer like hundred a day, it's like hundred a week you can send. So that really cuts a lot of those off, you know, cuts it off the kneecaps where like, you know, previously it was about, you know, you had a little bit of volume there when you could send a few hundred a week, but now if you can only send a hundred a week, you're you know, a lot less that you can push through those. So, you know, I think LinkedIn, I think it's a smart move for LinkedIn because long-term, you know, if you're a user and you know, those are all spam bots, that's a bad user experience for you. So I think you're going to see more and more of those limits in place and those restrictions, because it's going to be a pay-to-play platform. You know, they want people to to connect, so they'll give you a hundred connection requests per week. But, you know, more than that, you got to pay if you want to be reaching out to people.
1: And, you know, I've seen some kind of interesting bot uses where it'll just come out and immediately say, hey, this is a bot, right? So it's it's a person's real profile, but, you know, they, they connect with you or you connect with them or whatever. And then you get a message and they're like, this is an automated system I set up to send you a message and say thank you for connecting. You know, here's why we should talk and here's a link to my calendar if you want to chat or something like that. You know, I, I mean, those are less invasive. There's some of them that are just bullshit right i mean you just just want to shoot yourself in the face if you read all their messages like you you ignore it because you're busy right and then each message seems like more and more desperate and needy as it goes on that you still haven't read you know because you connected with somebody on thursday and you haven't read linkedin again till monday and then you've got 15 messages from somebody wow in case you didn't read my last message (laughs) you're like come on dude Anytime
0: you're in there, popping up a little chat and getting your way, and you're just like trying to click out of it. And you know, I think that's where like spam email was a few years ago or a lot of years ago. And you know, I think that's why LinkedIn's going to continue cracking down on it is because it's not the best user experience for most people.
1: Yeah, spam email is still a problem, also, but uh, man, not as much as it used to be. Spam filters get pretty smart, and uh, yeah, but I think B2B advertising on LinkedIn is definitely. I would say an underused space. Yeah. And I'll
0: add a little more. Sorry, I just thought about this in the messaging realm is we have seen LinkedIn does tend to pick up certain features from like Facebook and Instagram. So we have seen several features roll out that have followed Facebook and Instagram. One being the kind of chatbot approach. You know, those are huge on Facebook, going into a chat bot, selecting different things. LinkedIn they have their sponsored email campaigns. So if you do want to use email as an ad, you can use sponsored email. And we do see it's quite effective for the right offers, the ones that are meant to be a one-to-one type of offer outreach. You can, you can even tie a lead form to it. so Somebody can submit that easily through that form but then all, LinkedIn has this new conversation ad feature that we see is working quite well because you'll send like one of these sponsored in ads and then the person will be able to select from several different options. So it kind of creates a, you know, choose your own adventure journey. And when designed the right way, you, it's nice because it can be like, you can offer somebody... Content. You can offer them a call, or you can offer them to say, "I'm not interested." So it's not just like the pitch, 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 but you give them several options of like, "Learn more," "Schedule a call," or "I'm not interested." And it makes much better like user experience that way.
1: Yeah, there's. I've seen some of those starting to come up recently. A big thing that seems to be kind of overused right now on LinkedIn is is polls. Right? It's like you scroll through your feed; every tenth thing is a poll because somebody got a little extra engagement on it once and told their 10 friends. And now a million marketers on LinkedIn are using polls. Right. I saw a poll the other day about how annoying polls were <laughs> was a pretty good one.
0: I feel like places like, it, like Twitter also, you're just like, yeah, I mean, I can see the use usefulness of polls, but like, I've never posted a poll. So
1: <laughs> yeah, All right, I'll post one randomly just to see what happens. Like to, to, to see if it gets any different engagement or something but i test that kind of crap all the time i mean the slight increase in engagement you'd be way better off spending the instead of the time to come up with a poll because you're going to get one or two percent more engagement spending that time you know doing slightly better copywriting or taking a photo instead of using a stock you know but there's better uses for people's time but that's kind of off topic
0: the other thing that's coming out is, so like chatbots and messaging is one. LinkedIn's released LinkedIn Lives and LinkedIn Stories recently. You know, it kind of seems like they're kind of way behind because those have been going on forever and like Facebook and Instagram. But those have, those are new to LinkedIn, relatively new this past year. LinkedIn Story ads are coming out soon. They're starting to roll out in a beta. So those have been very effective on Facebook in the past. And I think they're going to be effective on LinkedIn as well because, you know, people are used to the story format videos. They have... Uh, audio on more often. So I think it'll be interesting to see how the B2B world uses story ads. These are going to be like little commercials, but new features on the horizon.
1: You know what they should have done? I I think there's definitely something that that they they missed the boat on here. What they should have done is had it set up like stories is on there with the little circles at the top, but they should have called it something like LinkedIn PowerPoint. (laughs) And when you hit it, it would scroll upwards instead of sideways like a PowerPoint presentation. And then you could import your PowerPoint into there. I think that would have been brilliant. Yeah. Yeah? I should call Bill Gates and tell him, hey, I got this great idea. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he doesn't have anything to do anymore. But
0: now now that Microsoft owns LinkedIn, they can reuse all that terminology. (laughs) They can call it PowerPoint.
1: Yeah, that's it's good branding. You know, you could could put imports. Because they had uh, SlideShare, right? SlideShare is brilliant. And man, I don't know how many... Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times I've talked about the amazing SEO benefit of SlideShare in my life, and almost no one uses it still. <laughs> so there's an SEO tip, folks. Put your presentation on SlideShare and link back to whatever you need to link to for to get a backlink and uh, link back to your website. It'll help. So let me ask you, Anthony, if somebody wants to get a hold of you to find out how you can help them with B2B ads, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh,
0: You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm the only Anthony Blattner on LinkedIn. And then you can also find us at speedworksocial.com or email me at anthony at speedworksocial.com.
1: Perfect. Well, thanks for coming on the show and talking about B2B ads on LinkedIn. I think it's something that a lot of companies should really kind of take a look at their budgets, their marketing budgets. And you know, that trade show budget they haven't used for the last year because there weren't any trade shows. Maybe it's time to uh, move some of that money into some B2B ads. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Our, our rep said that LinkedIn traffic is up 2,000% since COVID started. So people are on LinkedIn a lot more. That means there's a lot more eyeballs available. That also means ad costs have gotten cheaper since the COVID start, has started. So a lot more of your market's on there, and it's cheaper, and uh, you should check it out. Thanks. Nice. All right, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, Matt. Talk to you later. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just
1: like you.